This is Movies, a podcast about the active cinema. And with me today, of course, is Hans. Hans, how are you doing tonight? Just interrupted a very interested saw conversation that we were having, so thanks for that. Hey, you're doing kind of like a Zack Snyder lens flare tonight, yeah. I'm noticing. Digital zoom. <laughs> yeah, no, you keep going in and out of focus, much like Jared Leto at the end of uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League. Yeah. Or most of Army of the Dead, which is the last time we had all three of these guys on. We have Death Curse Comics here with us tonight. We've got Spencer Desmond, Ryan Wynn, and Jeff Elkins. Uh, how are you fellas doing this evening? What's up? What's up? I'm excited to have you guys on and talk about what your, your latest Kickstarter is. And uh, also just the state of comic book everything. Comic book films, especially with WB making some very interesting choices with their Batgirl movie and everything else. We haven't gotten into that yet on this show, so uh, we can we can break ground with that. Uh, Spencer just had the thought, There's a, there was a Batgirl movie? Talk of Bat... bat you just... Spencer, he doesn't know any idea what WB is doing. He doesn't care. I think your mic, I think you're hooked up to your uh, your computer, computer mic. Oh, is it echoey? Try switching to your, see if it's your snowball. Is that any better? Perfect. That's a hell of a lot better. That's great. Right. It sounded I was like you were trying talking to make fun of Spencer. A... Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, it sounded like I was drowning you. <laughs> Uh, so what is new with you guys since since we last had you all on the show? Especially, I know you, you pop on here like once every two months to talk about just about anything. But uh, oh, Ryan shit. and Jeff, it's been a, almost a year, I think. I've just been waiting for another invite. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't done anything. I've just been sitting here waiting. Um, no, we've been doing a bunch of stuff. Uh, I, I just wrapped up a graphic novel called Hammerella that's going to be heading to the printer this week. And out into people's hands in the you know next month and uh i'm also working on a i just finished coloring a book for storm king which is john carpenter's uh comic production company nice um i just did a couple projects with them we did we have a graphic novel coming out in separate it's called coffin road and uh then i have i've colored a short story that his uh his wife sandra king wrote um in the halloween nights anthology so got all that coming out and i'm that's the first time I've uh, been able to announce that, too, by the way. This is exclusive movies uh, content here. Excellent. Well, that sounds awesome. Uh, Jeff, what's what's going on with you? Uh, so I basically finished up the new John Carpenter, Spencer's book, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Eight, two, three. Uh, well, yeah, I'm basically Spencer's uh, little bitch boy, and I, I draw the stuff <laughs> he wants me to draw. You know, a lot of people have been saying that, you know, the master... Jordan Peele is the actual new John Carpenter. What do you, what do you, Hans? I know you had quite a lot to say about that. That people on Facebook certainly did not take a liking to. Did you see how popular that video was on Facebook, but in a negative way? No, you told me. I don't really, I don't uh, belong to the same groups that you do. It wasn't the group. It was on my page, lower the lowest page. It had like some oh. some crazy amount of comments and likes and shares. Uh, People were not having some of the the anti Jordan Peele dialogue that you were having with they Detective were, Wolfman. Not me, were, just you. They were calling me white man. <laughs> a lot of people did. <laughs> white, uh, but yeah. And, but not... it was it, it was always the same. You know, uh, retorts were always like, "How dare white people criticize black guy?" And it's like you're not even addressing anything that we're saying at all. It's just we're not allowed to criticize anything because he's darker than us and. 
yeah, I just I just don't think that's valid. So I, I don't care. But you should have said you were Latinx. Right. Yeah. Latinx Dis- Chinese. You're a disembodied yeah. head with no body. And <laughs> yeah. Follow, least follow, it, follow it up with an I have the high ground gif. Yeah, like, I'm, a, I'm a floating head Latinx <laughs> stop Asian crime uh, person. Yeah. Just yeah. really play into that. You also got accused of drinking soda, if I remember. Yeah. You were eating a <laughs> lot of chips no, and drinking soda. Accusation. Which is Saying very so. it, it's very insensitive for a man that has diabetes. That's that's not that's not very nice. <laughs> oh, <damn. laughs> yeah, the, oh, the only cool. guy to contract diabetes from visiting America. Notice <laughs> he didn't deny it though. Yeah. yeah. We did that to him? Yeah, That's one American? cigarette and all that snacking. <laughs> Yeah, dude, the shit he was, like, eating when we went up to visit for, like, a night was ungodly. He had just a... Hot Cheetos, everything. Yeah, every single dinner was flaming Hot Cheetos and, like, a nerd's rope or something. It was always a smorgasbord of candy and some sort of corn chip. And that all comes out as fast as it goes down. Yeah, well, you ask. That, you don't have to ask them uh, every morning and every night. <laughs> that's that's probably why that cigarette fucking almost killed you. Like, yeah, there was the really. the full spectrum of diets in that house. We showed up there and it was like, whoa, all of them are staying here. And then Tim showed up like an hour later and he was yeah. like, and I'm staying here too. <laughs> like, oh shit! Like, Tim was tr- supposed to sleep in his car at, at, at first, or he said he had a place to go, and he's like, yeah, I'm actually just gonna sleep in my car outside. I was like, all right, come on, you you gotta stay with us. And what did Tim do, do the entire time? He was just eating raw meat. Yeah, he was like, hey, on. would it offend you guys if I just ate some raw meat in front of you right now? He was he's just a fun guy. He's an interesting guy. <laughs> like Tim. raw ground beef, like something interesting Does like that. Liver oh, he's everything into that diet, man. That's why I said yeah. they had the full spectrum of diets oh. going on in that house. Everybody packed into a tight space. That's indie filmmaking, though, man. We got up, we got in there probably. 10 minutes we were there and they're showing us a severed dick like, <laughs> yeah these guys are cool <laughs> which it took a, almost a year and a half for instagram to be like okay no 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 you, you can't have that severed dick in the photo so i got like a warning on my account maybe a month ago on an old post from from fall or whenever it was uh that was a blast though working with you guys and um just doing that entire shoot that was a great time minus uh, whatever mystery person cracked the toilet seat on the BNB. Oh my God. Which still has been unsolved to this <laughs> yeah. day. Hans, do you have any idea who that might have been? No idea. It wasn't me. I don't break him. Yeah, because the guy that, in the wrong meat. That <laughs> happened before we get there because I think Mike came out and was like, Yeah, I think your toilet seat's cracked. So like, yeah. Mike broke the toilet? <laughs> oh, God Mike. damn it, Mike. Mike took the heaviest piss. <laughs> uh that was that was quite i mean i feel like the beginning of the shoot smooth end of the shoot especially smooth since we had everybody essentially that we needed uh for the remaining uh shoots that we were tackling but that little middle part where the toilet seat cracked and tension was just running high and coffees were being thrown in cars it was just it was a very uh dramatic turmoil filled time uh, we had to take a, a brick on that seat. I was to told there fa- was lots of drinking. Uh, uh, yes, a- thanks to Hans. Hans supplied most of the alcohol from Costa Rica. He I brought in two brought two a- large bottles of Cacique, right? That's the name? <laughs> just, Dude, yeah, me, and, a- me and Mike were like so close to like, fuck it, we'll stay up here. We'll crash in Mike's car. 
and just go get some liquor and get bombed with these guys tonight. And Mike looked at me and was like, we literally will not leave. If we <laughs> like, it's like, all right, we need to get the fuck out of here. Next time, yeah. I was like, when they do their next production or something, even if they just need people to like fucking carry shit around, we'll show up and we'll get fucked up one night there. But it was like, these guys are on a mission right now. They have we... ever dick. <laughs> <laughs> Did we go especially hard in partying at, at any point because i feel like it was always a good five out of ten in terms of drinking we were drinking consistently like every single night um but it never got too out of hand yeah it was just a couple of of drinks uh, before the day ended uh speaking about the toilet seat i remember we had a, a nice family tri- trip to a home depot to get a, a replacement that was fun Right. That was fun, wasn't it? Because <laughs> we no one knew what they were doing there. It was like so you we went to just... Home Depot. You could have went to like Walmart or anywhere. I'm. I was being driven. Don't look at me. I don't know. Yeah, the <laughs> Costa was, Rican guy. Yeah, I was just you know. Someone to thought find Hans was family. a day laborer. They yeah, were exactly. To get some work. <laughs> yeah, I don't come from the film world, so I don't know what that. I guess what's that? A producer? You guys need like a logistics guy for toilet seats (laughs) i mean more or less i think jerry kind of filled that role uh while we were there just oh someone broke the toilet all right we got to go get a toilet seat that's that was essentially the the gist of any sort of logistics he's the logical one (laughs) jerry the toilet seat we should have had him do like security detail in the bathroom every time someone needed to use it after that just standing in the shower waiting uh that could have been good uh hans what do we have to talk about tonight as far as films go are you setting up the the links that you asked me to pull up i did i'm trying to have some <laughs> some <laughs> some element you're of ruining the illusion let's <laughs> just show the chemistry that we have from doing this show two years uh well two years it's been hans it's been like four four no, or five just talking, it's only been two years of that say. chemistry this is the longest two <laughs> years i've been listening <laughs> to any podcast ever I don't even know what year is it now. I don't even remember when we shot uh, Massive yeah, Lottery. I was telling someone that it was like five years ago, and it's like, oh, wait, that's last year, right? The, yeah. losing, the losing two years. Time runs uh, slower here in the in the third world, so I, I don't remember. Uh, should we talk about the bad girl controversy, if you want to call it that? Controversy. I like how you add the ethnic flair to controversy. That's good. Yeah, let's let's do that. Let's get into that because I think this whole thing is pretty interesting um, in terms of them taking an already finished movie and just saying, "Nah, this is this is a piece of shit." Uh, I think I think we're just going to put this in the dumpster, uh, and especially for something that is supposed to tote the return of Michael Keaton as Batman, which a lot of people seemed excited there- about. They're they're still keeping him in Flash though, right? They're not maybe like, I don't get canceled scenes. now too. He just got arrested today. Ezra Miller got arrested <laughs> today for burglary in Vermont, like two Only hours burglary. ago. <laughs> he they them's are going wild. Yeah, not petty burglary. I didn't even read what it was. I was like eating dinner and saw yeah, that pop up. Burglary. I was like, yeah, that makes sense. But what did he? What was he? What was he snagging? Like uh, probably a child. Children. Yeah, <laughs> felony burglary of a child. Children are considered property in Vermont. <laughs> it says he was he, the theft of a liquor 
a liquor from a local resident. So he just gone into went. He was stealing house. people's booze. Yeah. <laughs> wow. It's like his mom who got him arrested. That's. Like, I'm gonna call the cops, Ezra. I've turned the corner on Ezra Miller. I just think <laughs> all this is fun back. now. I, th- I think this is very amusing and entertaining. I, I'm rooting for him to have the biggest movie of 2023. Yeah, he'll turn. He's coming back. He's going to play the Joker in the new iteration of <laughs> of whatever DC does. They're like, for- oh, my God, we have an idea. <laughs> like, he's perfectly for- batshit. Very well, Logan funny, Paul. WB is just like, this is our guy. And like, okay, he just abducted yeah. a child. We love him. Yeah. <laughs> he just killed a person. He's our Flash. <laughs> He's going to Iceland and choke slamming teenagers into the ground because they want a picture yeah. with him. And he's our guy. Yeah, he does crimes at an alarming rate. Start a death cult. Well, you guys see him in Flash. It'll really blow your mind. Uh, did you that good? What if it's so good that everyone's like, damn, forget that shit? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, they, it wouldn't be, but it'd be so funny just to see that that happen. That like, They reaction. don't write that one off for taxes. They're like, uh, actually, this one's a banger. <laughs> like, there's a reason we didn't fire him. <laughs> like, Wait till we you see what he does this movie. the sequels. People so, are like crying in the theater to the Flash movie. <laughs> they've done a handful of these test screenings for the Flash movie, and they've all come up pretty positive. I, I, you know, I patrol like the TV board on 4chan every so often, and you do get leaks on there that turn out to be legitimate regarding the test screenings. In the Batgirl movie, it seemed like it was getting a C average as far as those went. Like people were saying, it wasn't bad. I know the New York Post put out an article. Maybe Hans, if you got it, you can pull it up that called it irredeemable. But I don't think that's why they scrapped it. I think they got rid of it because, first of all, it looks like a CW TV show for a budget with $70 million. It shouldn't shouldn't be that level of quality. But also uh, the whole Michael Keaton aspect. So what was supposed to happen was with that Flash movie, Ben Affleck's Batman is getting killed off. Then the timeline gets messed up and you have Michael Keaton's Batman coming back. And it's not even quite the Burton Batman from from those movies. It's like a variation of him that's supposed to be closer to the animated series Batman, which sounds terrible to me. Uh, all right, here we go. Hans has the the link here, the article from the New York Post. And uh, I think it was called Irredeemable Batgirl Movie Gets Shelved by Warner Brothers. Uh, this looks insane. It, it says here, uh, I think it's an unspeakable bad girl is going to be irredeemable, says the source. Uh, 70 million. Wait. Yeah. And then they said it might have been 90 million. It's on par with like the Halle Berry Catwoman. Like, that's like the vibe I got immediately when I was seeing photos of this. And the only thing I heard positive from the test screenings was uh, Brendan Fraser's. I don't even remember who he plays, but I heard Firefly. Like, that's what it was. Uh, Everybody was like excited to see him in it. Uh, but I'm assuming. Factor. It doesn't have a bad cast. It has Michael Keaton, Brendan Fraser, and J.K. Simmons. Uh, there's no reason why this should have been a dud. But first of all, I you know I'm not too familiar with the work of the, <laughs> the guys. <laughs> He's starring uh, in the Temple of Doom remake as Ramona. Yeah, dude. He oh, rips the mom, guy's dick mom, off. Mom, mom. <laughs> God. Puts uh, it in his purse. <laughs> The two guys they got to film this movie did Bad Boys for Life, which I think got... That was another revival film. It got kind of middling to negative reviews. And uh, they did something else as well. I think... Oh, they did uh, the Miss Marvel TV show. 
Oh yeah, we <laughs> saw that. I watched the first episode of that. I'll oh. admit it. <laughs> oh. How did that curious. go? <laughs> um, it was uh, a surprisingly good kids show. Like it was children, right? That's what. It yeah, was. it was totally for kids but it was extremely well made and more thought out than the stuff they've done a lot of the stuff they've done for adults but it was total i mean it is 100 percent a 12 year old show like it's aimed at that so it was kind of funny just to see a bunch of 40 year olds like oh i love it it's the best thing ever i'm like well for your kid right it's, <laughs> yeah. but i was really surprised i thought it Oh, Marvel got him. <laughs> and I could laugh about it on the podcast. And I was just like, that was super solid. Ryan bust into the thought of a Miss Marvel show. I love Miss Marvel. <laughs> I do think all this Warner Brothers stuff, though, is a really good sign. Because, like, it just seems like for the longest time, they've had no direction. Every film has just been reconfigured, like, mid-filming. Like, you know, you, Suicide Squad, they had a whole editing team come in and redo the whole film. Uh, Batman vs Superman was supposed to be just a straight up Superman sequel, and then they just shoehorned everything in. So it seems like what's the guy's name? David Zaslav came in. Yeah, and he's doing some kind of quality control, and not just with these, you know, DC movies, which I'm happy to see. But like, you know, he 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 crushed CNN Plus like within a, what was it a week of unleashing Two it? Two weeks. Like, yeah. yeah. Zaslav's reign. <laughs> but, like, Long it's live Stepping in and being like, okay, we can't just keep releasing shit. We got to have some kind of quality control. And like, this movie's going to bomb. Well, we're trying to build a brand here and Marvel's kicking our ass. So let's try and put out some quality stuff and really put, you know, I don't know what he's planning on doing as far as like hiring people to direct certain films and stuff, but maybe he's going to like try and get better directors, better writers, have more direction going forward. Because I did hear he said he wanted to make Superman like, the the flagship like he's you know superman and batman are supposed to be the flagship characters just like they are supposed to be in the comics but now we're getting to all these random characters that nobody cares about nobody likes so maybe he'll write the ship i hope it it seemed like dc was trying to go in the exact same direction as marvel which is marvel's whole thing is all right well we already cleaned house of all of our a-listers there's no iron man there's no captain america or original captain america or any of these like big flagship characters that we can really use anymore. Uh, even Thor's latest outing, I guess, is uh, considered a bomb by Disney because it didn't make as much as they were hoping for, and the okay. reception to that has been lukewarm. And so rather than continue to use Superman and Batman and Wonder Woman, uh, they're going, all right, well, we've got the Batgirl movie, we're, we're planning a Supergirl movie, and all these like weird offshoots, just yeah. so spread out. Uh, Zaslav's big thing seems to be, all right, well, why don't we just stick to one track and we're not going to do any HBO Max exclusives anymore. So I guess Peacemaker, that show might be dead. The Penguin oh, yeah. Show, I've heard, is dead. Um, everything that was going to be on there. Show. God. They were going to no, do a Matt Reeves Penguin show. I want to know about the show. Penguin and yeah. how he became the Penguin and how he yeah, got his it was, name. It was a spinoff of the Batman. umbrella. Have, uh, <laughs> what's his face coming back to play the Penguin? Colin Farrell. So it's basically yeah. just like a... Because they have HBO and all of them already have a relationship with doing True Detective with him a while ago, and so just a uh, Sopranos show basically, because like right. he's just a gangster. Like yeah, mm-hmm. it would just be like a a crime show set in that world, and I'm sure they would have had like Pattinson show up for like the finale or something stupid. That's that would the have been CGI version too. Of him. 
it's just like aimless content. It's just, we're going to have a penguin show. It's like, who's asking for a penguin show? Not a single person has ever asked for that. But like, so at least he's kind of coming on. It's like, look, you guys think you have a, a credit card just to keep spending money. It's like, no, we need to make money, not spend it. Also, we already got the penguins origin story in uh, Batman. Dude, a couple years or, ago, we had that? a fucking Alfred mm-hmm. show. We had a period yeah. <laughs> piece Alfred show. There's so many of those TV shows that nobody even knows about, like that Alfred show, because they got why it didn't even go to like HBO Max. It went yeah, to Epics like, or something. Yeah, some Pennyworth. platform that we called, had. Wasn't it called Pennyworth, where yeah. like the general public just knows Alfred the Butler? You know, yeah, like was, not how a, Alfred got his his groove back. Well, Gotham was also that, right? Yeah, you could have called it Batman's Garden. Butler, and it would have had more like uh, brand <laughs> identity than Pennyworth I love did. Story. I remember a bunch of people being like, "What the fuck is Pennyworth?" Just a show about him cleaning. Yeah, how how he learned <laughs> how he learned to be a butler, and the night he he blew Thomas Wayne and got the job looking over Batman. Where are you guys? You know uh, they. Are you guys bummed out about the Wonder Twins? There's another Pearl canceled? Necklace origin there. Oh, yeah, the Sorry. Wonder Twins. I, I feel like secretly Way messier, this you're bummed out about the Wonder Twins, Hans. <laughs> they had yeah, that girl from little... Run, Hide, Fight who was going to play uh, the female Wonder Twin. And then the guy Wonder Twin was going to be, I don't know, some some twink. Some oh, that poor girl. Ezra Miller should play both roles. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how like like Marvel and Disney and everyone is like brainwashed hollywood actors into thinking that doing superhero movies is like a good idea for them i wish it would go back to that being like career murdering uh and like no (laughs) one would actually want to do them we just had fucking christian bale in a thor movie like it's fucking insane dude like I want to see uh, Billy Zane coming back as a phantom. And I'm That's all, yeah, wanted. I'm all for like, you know, make a cool paycheck and everything. But it's like everyone literally phones them in. Most of it is shot on like a, it's just a whole fucking green screen or blue screen soundstage now. And like I saw a fucking full like scenes of the Thor movie and none of that shit looks real. It's like I well, saw people the... complaining about the new predator movie it was like yeah the set pieces were boring but it was like you were actually seeing people like standing in a physical location and people will rant and rave about every marvel movie and you're not even looking at anything real you're looking at a bunch of slave laborers fucking work to to fill a bunch of rooms with fucking prismatic buildings that nothing exists inside or bullshit foliage that never existed uh it, it's that cgi shit real buildings and real bushes for and, life well was, to the, major- the helmet in thor also cgi all the helmet every single mask is cg in all of those movies because Great for whatever reason it, yeah. they they don't want to for whatever reason they don't want to have actors wearing it yeah. and and disrupting something so even spider-man where it's just like a very simple mask 75% of the time that's going to be a cg mask that's on top if he's wearing it at all Take a look at any Marvel poster. The hero always has his mask off. They don't care about the outfit. They do, they want to show the actor's face so they can have an easier time compositing imagery. I think they What's had weird too. Is like there's so much CGI now. I remember watching um, the Corridor Crew was doing an episode about Spider-Man No Way Home, and there's a scene in the movie where uh, what's his name Daredevil catches that brick coming through the window. 
and they were explaining how if you look at his hand it's shaped weird and it doesn't look like it should be holding a brick and they actually cgi'd it and changed it from what well, it was originally supposed to be like uh i don't know a snow globe or something like that and they were talking about like it was this great <laughs> thing like look how great up. it is for <laughs> for films that we can change all this stuff with cgi and i was just thinking like this, is, this feels like the death of cinema that we're just like yeah constantly toying with every little you know minute thing in the films you're just changing it last minute like you know i i I just watched today star wars the phantom menace for the first time in probably like 15 years and it feels like it's all george lucas's fault he introduced this idea of you can shoot everything in your home and you don't need a location you can just do green screens and have fake actors and we can go back and replace actors with other actors and you know, it, it's uh, also I enjoyed Phantom Menace I, on my rewatch here, but uh, we'll we'll be getting into the Star Wars movies for movies soon. Hans, are you looking forward to that? No, it hurts. <laughs> Not really. We're gonna no. do the Ewoks movies from that. the eighties. Hell yeah, we need yeah. guests for these Star Wars shows. Yeah, because um, yeah. <laughs> I'm a I'm a fan and a hater. I'm a lover and a hater of it. So I I I go on both sides depending, yeah, Ryan depending was on what there we're talking for about. All of it. <laughs> I haven't watched any of the Disney anything. My I stopped at Revenge of the Sith, and I really didn't watch any, even rewatch anything since. So it's, it, I'm just, you know, going right back down memory lane with these features. But I didn't get, I, I went to it like a very uh, niche vendor who was selling the Harmies Despecialized editions of that original three. Because oh, okay. I, I don't want to watch the CG, uh, where you have Hayden Christensen in Return of the Jedi all of a sudden. That just sounds... The CGI scat alien in Mm -hmm. the cantina scene is pretty fucking cool, though. Wait, Uh, you paid for those? I I just got them from Archive. I want to own them for preservation reasons, Hans. I would like, if someone could make uh, a despecialized cut but with the scat alien in it for me, like a <laughs> despecialized scat alien edition. That would I be mean, you, you could me. just get the despecialized and then pause the movie and go to YouTube and play that scene <laughs> and, and then lose, resume it. Lose my mind like an autistic child. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wait, when, when you say scat alien, you're talking about like the jazz singing, right? Yes, yeah, in okay. the like when All they right. redid mm. the cantina scene, just like at the opening, like establishing shot. I think it's sort of like panning through Hans, the cantina. You don't, He's, you don't like, remember Baby Yoda eating shit in uh, New Hope, <laughs> just gobbling up little turds of shit. You don't remember that? It was adorable, Hans. Yeah, that was. You don't uh, remember what, Slave Leia taking, popping a squat, and just taking a dump right in Jabba's palace? You Isn't have watched it? Mandalorian. It's the, the, the turd, the turds that Luke Skywalker was. Uh, Washing down with that blue milk. That's what that was. It's a snack of the island. Am I going too far? Yeah. I thought you were just drinking a giant it's bottle a of liquor. I'm just thinking a swig for the so bomb. The, the joke, the bomb. I'm just trying to swallow yeah. it with my water. <laughs> drinking bomb water in the dark. Oh, that's not my drink. <laughs> Uh, By the way, for those who are tuning in live right now on YouTube, please be sure to hit the like button and uh, hang out in the chat. Ask us some questions if you've got any. Uh, We're going to be going for a little bit tonight to help these guys promote their Kickstarter, which the link to that is currently in the description. So if you're interested in checking that out, go there. It's an Indiegogo, though. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. I, I I think I put Kickstarter (laughs) in the title of this video, so I'm going to have to go back and edit that. My mistakes. Uh, and it looks like you guys are off to a very, very good start here. 
Uh, there are 13 days left in the campaign. So, uh, Spencer, why don't you just go into this project a little bit? Yeah, a uh, real simple explanation is our, our printer kind of fucked us. They said they were going to fix the damages on our print run because 75% of our print run was damaged. Uh, this really weird imperfection that was in the roll of paper our whole job was printed on. Uh, they're still readable. It's just like weird white lines that show up on some pages. So we're selling copies basically at what we paid for them from the printer uh we're looking into right now possibly uh suing the printer because they basically told us to fuck off and sue them if we wanted our our reprint honored uh we're in the middle of looking for a new printer as well right now but we got two books done one is city of rot it's a one-shot little zombie story sort of zombies versus bikers is the the quick elevator pitch and then the other one is the first issue of a limited ongoing series we're going to be doing called return to camp rainbow that's a a slasher series uh but uh the art here is incredible i i'm really vibing with the general look of these all jeff it's very nice uh, so you're saying essentially you're doing your own despecialized version of these books after? Yeah, we got them. We got them for super cheap. They'll be shipping out. Uh, for most people, they should be getting there before Halloween. This this campaign too, basically, to, is to make our money back. So we're offering some other stuff that we uh, we had planned for the next uh, year or so, but we're pushing up a little bit because basically this is like uh, pre-orders. If people buy them, we we get them manufactured and shipped out to everybody so we got uh, a limited shirt that jeff designed uh we have some cool variant covers and stuff if you're into comics we have sketch cover blanks if you're an artist and you like doing that kind of stuff artists buy those draw uh an original sketch on them and uh sell them to to readers and stuff like that uh and we have some some other things planned as we we keep raising money and hitting some stretch goals but uh pretty much just Every every bit of money goes into us getting shit back on track because we're basically out about uh forty six hundred dollars from this uh printer screwing us. <clears throat> so oh, shit. uh yeah, we got we got boned pretty hard, but we're we're rolling with it. Uh we got tons of damaged copies. We also have some undamaged copies available. Uh there's a limited stock of that, but you can get a copy that's completely fine. Uh there's like a bundle where you can get both books, either a damaged copy or undamaged, but it's like undamaged. It's three bucks for both books and then $5 for shipping. If you're in the the States Uh, and it's basically eight bucks, that all helps us a shitload comes in a Gemini mailer. Uh, We got the the shirt too, that I think is real fucking cool, but what's the damage on these, but what happened exactly? Uh, let me see if I have a copy on hand. So, uh, there was basically a crease in the actual, like, so when the book is printed, it's printed on a giant roll of paper comes Mm -hmm. looking like, uh, one of these bad boys right here. Yeah. So this is, it's called a signature and printing. Some people call them one sheets and you open it up all the way. It's a 24 by 36 of like the whole book. It's all printed like that off a giant roll of paper. The roll of paper itself basically had a like 3D like hairline crease running through the length of the paper. And it was every every couple uh, 
inches or so, depending on how far through the roll of paper it was. But because it was a 3D like raised crease on one side, when the uh, the press plates would hit it, uh, ink wouldn't transfer where that crease was. So oh, the ink shit. would transfer everywhere else on the page and it would just have like, it looks like uh, like how a lot of old school comic book artists would razor line uh, like rain effects. Frank Miller was big on that. If mm-hmm. you guys are familiar with his work in Sin City and stuff like that, you literally just like razor out bits of the paper. Ryan knows all about that. He's a he's an anchor. Uh, and it's just a really old school effect. But yeah, it looks like we just like razor lined like a white line into pages. I don't know if these copies that I have here have it. But it's like you can still read everything. It was just a thing where I'm such a like picky nutcase that I was like, if these were going into shops and people were paying for them and I were like a reader going in and paying full price for them, I would be pissed. Uh, This one doesn't have the effect in it, but like this one has. So this would be considered a damaged copy to me because it has little. uh, It's hard to see, but there's like a little hairline tear in the top here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can see that. And so that happens just from, like, a ton of books being stacked on each other. You normally account for, like, 10% of damages, but uh, that, like, white line isn't, like, a damage from transferring in a box or anything like that. That's, like, a an imperfection that was in the printing work, and they should have noticed it when they were one sheets before it was even cut down into a book or anything like that. Because basically one of these one sheets would have been laid out flat. You would have seen that white line going through all of the different pages. And uh, so it sucks. They're not like uh, copies. If you're a collector, you would want a slab or anything. But you can buy a copy for basically what we paid for it and uh, help us out greatly. Uh, And, uh, you know, you're still able to read and understand the stories and enjoy them. And then if you want, you can just buy a, a good copy of them. Uh, terrific or just get a cool shirt support a bunch of uh idiot indie artists that are getting <laughs> fucked by a a big printer right now uh you're kind of doing the zaslov thing by recalling these and redoing and making sure the quality is sterling and on point here yeah i was like i don't want to pulp them i think that's a fucking waste and like the idea like a lot of people think pulping means that like you know it just gets like m- molted down and uh turned into books again but it's like (laughs) that shit degrades every time so that stuff will go on to be like paper towels or toilet paper or whatever and then it'll basically be like useless after that um so the reality of it is it's like kind of shitty to just burn it all away and we always said like we're going to be as transparent as possible with with death curse and like uh in in a couple of weeks there's a new page going up on our com on our website that'll basically have a like a bibliography, whatever you want to call it, of uh, our print runs. So you'll always know exactly how many copies we printed. Like it's going to mention that 75% of this print run was completely fucked. We printed 4,000 books. 4,000 books, 75% of that is fucked. We had 1,000 good copies between two different books and 3,000 that are are damaged uh, with either like hairline creases just like creases and bending in them, a little bit of warping, uh, those little hairline tears, and then that weird white line problem that that I mentioned before. 
Uh, and that white line problem is the big one where it affects like a good, like 60, 70% of it. So it's like, we had a, a sizable amount of damages and we have plenty of books, but me and Kayla are, are lining up some events in Salem and shit around Halloween. So even if we don't like uh, sell out of everything with the campaign, uh, we'll be there selling a bunch of shit, getting things back on track because we have uh, a lot of stuff planned between uh, more issues of Return to Camp Rainbow and all sorts of other stuff me and, me and Jeff and Ryan are working on. Terrific. Uh, how are you feeling about the campaign so far? Do you think you're going to reach your, uh, without jinxing it, of course, are you feeling like you're on the positive side of things? Oh, or, I uh, think we're, we're doing fucking great right now. Um, you can technically, like a lot of times, guys will extend to 60 days. We only did 30. Uh, and a lot of people swear by you wait till you get down to like the last minute of that first 30 days and then you extend it the other 30 days. Uh, so we might do that. But uh, the time frame was really tight and we wanted to get them out before Halloween and everything. So if we do that, like we'll probably do that, but start locking in people's orders and stuff and shipping them before the campaign's even done. Because a lot of the orders are smaller and we can fulfill right after we we finish the original campaign, which is pretty much done now. I actually have COVID right now. So this week was like a, a, a slowdown for me, but uh yeah, I've been I've been fulfilling nonstop and shipping books out. That's what, like all these stacks are. Is like I'd find like a damaged copy as I'm going through it and verifying people's orders, and then going nice. to a box. Those just fucking spreading. boxes right there. All the uh... do you cough on every issue just... before you send? <laughs> well, it? no, that's that's what I mean. Is like nothing shipped all week. Like I've been sick, so like nothing's been been fucked with. But that's all the damages right there. And I don't even have a cough or anything. This shit just made me tired as fuck. Uh, I'm like asymptomatic. Otherwise, I am exhausted perpetually. Yeah, Hans, you almost died like three times from having COVID, right? No, I even did a, a live stream with Spencer for like I don't know three hours or something, where I was just yeah, laying down with, with a microphone night. on my face. <laughs> yeah, just uh, I didn't have like I, I I was tired for about three days, and then everything tasted horrible for a couple of weeks. But it, I'm getting that back. Unfortunately, I can actually smell my my own gas now so that's not uh, good. can you that's taste sad. it though can you taste the, the emissions <laughs> yeah every, everyone just thought you were drunk <laughs> yeah flaming hot well uh Hans, what else do we have lined up to get into uh that might be comic book adjacent uh, i i feel like we've got three main topics that we got into um before well, the show you said something about Crumplar. I don't know who that is. I have no idea what that is about, and I'm not about to. Oh, this that. is not comic book related at okay. all, but it's kind of yeah. just an interesting thing I wanted to get into because uh, Anthony Cisco, the former host of Slothcast slash Drunk on Movies, and I guess current host of Slothcast and Drunk on Movies, uh, he <laughs> decided. Back, to, baby. He, I think he got really bored one night and was like, yeah, what am I doing just not hosting a podcast? I guess I'll bring it back. I, I, it's going to get rebooted soon. Um, we got invited to go partake in a shoot, um, and it turned out to be this shoot. And it was not what it was described to be. And it also had kind of a very uh, strange cast of characters who showed up to it, including Nick Mullen from Come Town, Nick Rochefort from uh, A Million Dollar Stream. Dasha from Red Scare and Scary 61st, uh, the Berlin award-winning film, and uh, <laughs> Curtis Yarvin, Mensch's Mulberg, who's like one of Anthony's nice. favorite people he had on Ugh. his show. You're not a fan? You didn't like him on no. Tim Dillon this weekend? 
Oh, I haven't watched. I don't know. He just bothers me. So, man, come on. He's a he's a all right character, I think. How? Well, how isn't he? What's what's your gripe with what's your gripe with Hans is part of the cathedral. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know what he does. He just just looking at him really bothers me. He just I don't know. He's just like an old fucking one of those old guys that are trying to be like young and hip and look at my Che Guevara shirt. I'm so fucking. He reminds me a lot of a publisher friend of ours who we were talking about right before this program. Yeah, Yeah, where they're trying to pretend that they're 20, even though they're 47. Who lie yeah. about their age, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So oh, all no, these people found me out. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about these It's like, yeah, that sucks. It sucks I when just people do that. that huh? <laughs> you know, I've made note of this before, but Hans, you've said you were 36 for like four, five years in a row now. <laughs> yeah, it's my, it's my, my fifth, 36 years. <laughs> he told me the same thing after we kissed at that shoot. Yeah. Well, you know, it gets things done. I can't pretend that it's not working. So, so there's this film critic, I guess. His name is uh, Crumps, and he's always complaining about, uh, you know, fascist movie making from Dasha and from this guy Peter Vack, uh, who I, I, he started a movie called Private Chat, which I thought was the best movie released in 2021. I thought that movie was uh, fantastic and very underrated. Uh, and he's directing a film currently. I think it's called rachelortent.com. I might have that wrong. It's probably in the article, Hans, if you want to pull that up. And um, so Cisco and I got invited to a shoot where we were going to be audience members. And there were no details about it aside from the fact that there would be audience members for some sort of event. And it turned out to be one big, like, punked-style film shoot on this one film critic who wrote a negative review of the director's last movie. And it was a humiliation session where it's just like, oh, all right, everyone's going to criticize you and we're, we're going to do this in front of a large audience. And then I'm going to command the audience to say vulgarities and slurs at you in repetition. And that's going to be our movie. And so no one knew what they were in for, but everybody signed a release before entering this theater where the shoot was taking place. Is that, and, um, gonna, is that what's going to happen to me when I go to New York? Oh, yeah. Because of what he said about that movie. Yeah. When I have to summon you for new reshoots on Mass State Lottery four months after it's released, uh, yeah. you'll know what you're in for. So that's that's essentially what happened here with this Mike Crumplar, who I'm not familiar with outside of this article. And um, this was kind of petty and kind of brilliant and hilarious. And for some reason, Nick Mullen happened to be part of this shoot and uh, everybody else that I mentioned before. It's so peculiar and kind of dark. Somebody offered to pay him to make fun of someone for 90 minutes is probably why he was involved. Well, there's a line in this article that says, uh, when it was Nick Mullen and Nick Roachford's time to be on camera, they didn't have much to say. So they just sat around, got paid, and when the camera was pointed at them, I guess they didn't contribute Oh, Maybe they got much. to them late, because those guys are probably like, this is pretty fucked up. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, like, it's like an hour and a half into the shoot, and they're like, I don't know. <laughs> what was... like a joke they would make on Come Town. They're like, what if we like made a thing like a, against a critic? Like, yeah. <laughs> We're going to spend three months of the Patreon on just completely shitting on our biggest critic ever. That's What's wild. also interesting about it is the director invited his parents to the shoot 
his own parents, not the critics' parents, and they were like <laughs> nodding oh, and being like, awesome. "That would have that would have been, been really yeah. so." Fucking it's the best revenge. Oh, Yo, man. your that would have got sucks. me back on. I'm back on board if he, he's inviting the critics' parents. I'm like, hell yeah, let's do this. <laughs> they carry him humiliation. Yeah, his dad has a heart attack. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Um, fucking assault the whole blood They killed your parents, bitch. Yeah, grandma's <laughs> here too. Uh, that could have been that could have been really something special. Uh, but no, the director's parents were there, and apparently were just like standing behind him and nodding along, like, "Yeah, this is good. This is great." <laughs> okay, they were uh, holding the critic. <laughs> I want to know too. Like, what if the score was like four out of five stars, and he was just upset he didn't get the five stars? I was I was super looking, petty. I was looking for you in the crowd near the clown girl. So apparently <laughs> what he said was when he arrived at the theater, first of all, why would you even accept an invitation to this shoot if you gave the filmmaker a bad review and accused him of being a fascist? That sounds like your fault if if you decided to, oh, now I'm going to be a movie star and this is going to be my vehicle. Um, you were kind of walking right into that trap. Uh, but apparently well, the point of contention here is that he said, oh, I like the movie, but then wrote, and this is a long article Probably as as long as this article saying it was a fascist film. Well, I, I just pulled Sick. it up on another screen here, and he tweeted in March 17th. Uh, Shout out to the I Unpack for talking about my writing in their latest pod, the absolute worst kind of guy. So he knew what was coming, and he still went to this event. He it's walked right into it. He had every opportunity to avoid it, and he continued to stroll into <laughs> this trap. I gotta make what my turbo fascist by... horror movie. Yeah, what, what by attaching that word to movie? What does he mean? Like, uh, so Peter Vac. <laughs> Peter Peter Vac played, I think, like a trans actress or something in some movie that his sister took part in, maybe directed, called yes. Actor. There you go. Yeah, I was gonna say Dasha looks crazy now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what does he What does he say here, Hans? Uh, let's see. He's very wordy. He's not saying anything here. Podcast. Well, I mean, in the in the tweet, that'll probably. Oh, it says it says shout out to the Ion Pack for talking oh. about my writing in their latest pod. The absolute worst kind of referenced. guy. Yeah, he doesn't even mention us. It just got me angry. Got me thinking. It's like a Godard thing. Thing, the most insane thing I've read. Low key. So they addressed what he said, I guess, in this incredibly long review this is like a one of an hour and a half episodes but on text uh of <laughs> that movie i've never even heard about hans why don't you just read it for us okay <laughs> no um but no yeah he uh, in, a, in some sort of character voice please hans just what do you imagine is the Ooh, voice of this voice. mike crumplar <laughs> he looks like an old man in that little thumbnail he kind of looks like uh can we pull up it- his twitter is it Mark Duplass? Is that the guy? Let's let's okay, take a look at this. It doesn't look as much like him now, but Oh, if you smush Charlie Kirk's face, you would kind of <laughs> get this guy. Oh. Like How old is this man? He looks like he could be a rough twenty-eight or like a, <laughs> a youthful forty-four. <laughs> oh, he's an old young man. That's what so, I'm going to say. When people ask how old I am, I'm going to just say I'm a rough 28. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I thought this whole thing was interesting. I kind of 
wish uh, Cisco and I attended this thing just to oh, see. Oh, you it didn't unfold. go? No, I, I I opted to back out. I that's where this was going. Oh. No, that would have been. <laughs> I I would have reported back first. Yeah, I was like, if the clown girl is your north star, where were you in the crowd? Like. <laughs> <laughs> He had Amen. something going on, I think, where they had him uh, go over an extra day on Blue Bloods. I wish I, I like, knew, oh. man. I I am the loudest motherfucker. We could have gone there and I could have literally screamed so loud that you would have heard me over everyone in the room. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm signing a release, but this is my movie now. <laughs> like, you would have like, gotten you would have gotten a close up too. It's like dude, we could have put you on room. my shoulders. <laughs> like, <laughs> gone fucking nuts. <laughs> like, just, uh, so Bring this gun. <laughs> just why would you just actually kill the guy? How about you just murder him in front oh, of yeah, the I hate him. I don't know what we were planning, but I got a gun if anyone needs it. <laughs> Let's see if the crowd likes this. That night we hijacked the movie. <laughs> yeah, did it so, have a narrative? Sorry to cut you off. No, I don't. I don't think so. Uh, are you familiar at all with Peter Vac's work? I'm I'm not. You said private chat before, though, right? I'm. Yeah, I, he I saw the trailers for that, but I never saw it. He acted in that movie. He didn't have anything to do with it okay. uh, creatively beyond that. But he directed a movie that came out in 2017. Vinegar Syndrome put it out around the same time they released Scary as 61st. It's called Assholes. And Hans, if you want to pull up okay, the trailer, I've, we, I've we... definitely seen. I haven't. I didn't pick it up, but I have a bunch of their stuff. I love their stuff, but uh, it's man. one of their uh, not their actual imprint but you know how they have a bunch of subsidiary yeah they have the like sister imprints or whatever they call them Mm -hmm. uh assholes is kind of a very it just seems like it's a little less than the budget of what mass state lottery was but shot in a pretty similar manner and uh it just seems very chaotic and all over the place i watched most of it and I, i i did belly laugh a couple of times because you can tell uh there are extras in the movie that are not aware that they are extras and were just people on the street and uh, the actors harassed them in real that's, time. That's how I felt about, uh, what was it, Scary on 61st or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I finally got around to watching that a couple months ago. And, dude, I was like, I don't know if I was too drunk or a little too high or what. But I like, is that supposed to be a comedy? <laughs> like, I'm, I'm too out of the loop with those chicks. So, like, I, I fucking... Uh, I watched that finally, and I'd been hearing so many good things about it. I was like, what the fuck is going on? Uh, yeah. It looks Hans, good, but that shit was bonkers. Hans had the same reaction. Off in public places. Uh, well, well, we had a, we had Kino Corner on, who's uh, been very kind to terrible movies that we've talked about, like the last episode that we did. Nice. On, He's got on sophisticated Lover. taste, man. We didn't know uh, Kyle Rittenhouse was in a movie. <laughs> but, <laughs> but i i remember for like the first the 15, 15 minutes of that episode i was just sitting here while these two were talking positively about this terrible thing that i had just watched and i was very confused as to if it was a, a bit they were doing or not uh <laughs> but then they were all serious and, uh, and I'm i enjoyed it i bought a 38 dollar special blu-ray limited edition off vinegar syndrome that's how much i enjoyed the movie i thought it was terrific and deserved its award at berlin is that shot on film or just made to look like that? Uh, the trailer to Assholes or is it uh, Scary 61st? Uh, the trailer to Assholes. I know Scary was shot on film. I don't think so. I know. I think they get all of their funding from uh, their parents, who the uh, the father is some like, old cool. money New York Ron filmmaker. 
Yeah, I, I'm not familiar with anything he's Whose done. parents, I got to beat off. We need some funding. <laughs> <laughs> Produced by dad. Yeah, these hands. <laughs> Rothschild film? Yeah, right? Uh, let me see. He's produced uh, something called Crazy for Love, 2005, A Perfect Fit, Consent in 2010, and then Assholes. So, yeah, and A Perfect Fit, Consent, and Assholes. I had seen assholes because I get like the release emails and stuff from Vinegar Syndrome for all their offshoot releases and sales and stuff, but I wasn't familiar with it. Private chat sounded familiar. I never got around to watching that, though. But uh, you said it was your favorite film of 2021. So now I feel like I kind of need to check it out. I personally am still on pig for 2021. That shit like fragged my brain. Uh, Pig's very good. I I, I got to revisit Pig as well. I enjoyed that though on my first go around in the theater. But Private Chat for me, uh, I thought it was just doing something kind of interesting in that uh, it introduced this idea of so every decade there's a certain kind of texture on film to the city of New York, and uh, 1970s is Martin Scorsese, 1980s. It's kind of like Wall Street, Oliver Stone, 1990s, it's Spike Lee. And then everything after that is just kind of dreck where you have like Sex in the City defining it. And then Lena Dunham's Girls. Uh, Private Chat, from my opinion, uh, kind of introduces like a new texture to New York uh, that is uh, seeded a little bit in movies like Good Time and Heaven Knows What. And um, I, I, I don't know. I really enjoy the characters in that and, and the authenticity of it and the cast of that movie is pretty stacked between uh, Vac and Julia Fox before she went crazy and started looking like a, a schizophrenic BPD, very wide-eyed, crazy bag lady on the streets of New Still York. blows my mind that's the same chick from Uncut Gems. Like, What happened to her? Every Instagram post she, she puts up scares me. It frightens me. I close out of the app immediately because I'm terrified. It's the, the, the Jim Carrey character from... Uh... In Living Color, where he played like a bodybuilder. What, Fire Marshal Bill? Bill? No, uh, Yvonne DiCarlo, I think it was called. Yeah. It's something like that. The one with the Wait, no, Yvonne DiCarlo. (laughs) Yvonne DiCarlo is the monster. (laughs) Yeah, what do you, how did you fuck that up? How did you mix that up? Sounded right to me. Hey, do you guys want to talk about the monsters for 20 minutes so we can get uh, some good ad revenue on a video? That. That's going up on YouTube. How it's coming to Netflix, so I won't really have to pay for it. Uh, who could have seen that one coming? I'm going to get really drunk and watch it. I think we got to do like a Civic TV episode on the monsters. I would come on for that if, if you'll have me. Uh, well, uh, I'm like your resident Rob Zombie dumbass. <laughs> we, I, I don't know if anyone else is going to be eager to hop on that show, so consider yourself uh, the staple guest. <laughs> Hell, I'm a yeah. big fan of the original series. I know a bunch of st- like that's I love the original series. So, I yeah. grew up kind of watching it. It would always play at like six in the morning, right before I'd go to school. The monsters she, would be on. She is one of those people that looks like an alien crawled up a human's ass. It's there insane. It, it yeah. was uh, Vera the Milo. I was close. I I guess I can see it. I mean, it looks like. <laughs> It looks close enough. Uh, Is Carrie getting canceled for this retroactively now? I don't think anyone remembers in the color. We're it was doing the... it here right now. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, they're they're gonna made, fun of a, made fun of a burn victim, right? The fire marshal. Bill. 
mm-hmm. victim and and then of uh i guess it was supposed to be like a, a trans but i guess that's what that that's why it was good hans they made yeah. fun of everybody yeah how about so, men on film can we pull up men on film remember Dave, oh, damon yeah. waynes and david yeah. allen greer i think it was is it two snaps hated it <laughs> <laughs> that there's, was the best there's two dudes on youtube that are basically that now that do movie reviews is it That's called us. movies? Yeah. <laughs> you beat it to it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's too gayer, dudes. It's <laughs> <This is> impossible. <laughs> oh, I didn't know Chris Farley played uh, Ebert. That's fun. Yep. That's, <laughs> that's right, Hans. Hell yeah. That's what I'll have to just like writing it in your notebook. Check this out. Watch this Looks later. Fun. You know what I just got recommended is an episode of uh, Ebert and Roper. And I think it was after Ebert got diagnosed with cancer where Kevin Smith fills in for him. So they just got an even fatter guy. <laughs> Who had a heart attack. Yes. Uh, well, he just got a bomb threat on his new theater recently, and he posted it to Facebook and Instagram. He's like, I don't know, guys. Should I be scared? Should I be w- taking this seriously? And he also noted it came from a <laughs> California number. That's a New Jersey theater. That would be wild if he was doing shit like that, and then he was like, no, I'm doing the show, and got blown up. <laughs> like, oh, fuck. Like, also, he's the one person that's actually it. upset about Batgirl being canceled. <laughs> Well, did you hear about his project with DC that got canceled? Uh, Strange Adventures, right? Yeah, so Strange Adventures was was going to be... Um, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They were going to do a show for HBO Max called Strange Adventures, uh, where they were going to do, I think, like a six-episode season with every episode being in the $20 million range for the budget. So this was going to be a very expensive series, and it was going to deal with DC's Jesus. like lesser characters or ignored characters, and he was and going his to do lesser children. Yeah, yes. Well, it was also going to be produced by the mastermind of the Arrowverse. So I don't know about the the quality. Greg Berlanti was going to do it. Yep. Oh well, he's doing the Blue Beetle movie. How still. the fuck you remember these people's names? Yeah. We we're the comic dudes, and we're all like, what the fuck, like. <laughs> Well, <laughs> this this Kevin Smith project for DC was going to be uh, Bizarro. It was essentially going to be a Bizarro short film because they're all isolated. It was going to work like um, Tales from the Crypt or something like that. Um, and it was going to deal with, I guess, Nicolas Cage playing Bizarro. And they weren't going to go okay, with traditional cool. Bizarro. It was going to be a guy who was obsessed with the 1950s George Reeves Superman and dressed <laughs> like him and was trying to convince these, like, dimensional travelers who I guess were Jimmy Olsen and somebody else that he was Superman in that universe, but it was actually just like a drunk nobody. So Nicholas Cage plays <laughs> Nicholas Cage in the DC universe. Does this character also love Elvis? He's trying to sell collectibles to said space travelers. Yeah. <laughs> fuck Elvis's daughter. It's like, I also fuck Elvis's daughter in this. Uh, I, I think it could have been something... I think it could have been something kind of fun as a TV show premise anyway. I don't know if he would have stuck the landing on that. But I, I don't know. I'm just kind of eager to see a Bizarro in any sense in a live-action medium. It's on uh, Superman, Lois. Yeah. 
I, I watched oh, the God. clips of that. I don't watch the show, but that show's a good that's show. That's on. That's really it's it's good. It's uh, to me. Yeah. I haven't seen a single second of it. I consider that on like the Pennyworth level of Jeff's like, a turbo it's... Superman nerd. So I love Superman, and I'm very particular. And they do a good job of portraying him. It's you know, by it's... particular, he means very very hard to please. Yeah, I hate okay. most stuff with Superman. <laughs> yeah, so evidently it's very. The show has to do a really good job. It's it's not like. The greatest show ever it's a cw quality show so you're, mm-hmm. you're, you're gonna get goofy special effects and um some of the actors aren't great but it's a pretty faithful adaptation it's a good depiction of superman he's just a nice guy who does superman things that's all i want it's just a good guy that smiles oh, just, looking happy. For. just a nice guy that does super things <laughs> i think me, the problem was special I think the problem with those CW shows a lot of the time too isn't even the budget. It's like the budget and the the deadlines and everything else because they shoot on like really fucking tight schedules for those shows. Kevin Smith is one of those directors that's talked about it because he's done episodes for I think like Arrow and Flash and a bunch yeah. of other stuff. And you have like a I think it's like a two weeks shooting schedule or something like that to just do like all of that shit and then like half of the project is effects that are up in the air until it's done and you get it and you're like, all right, I guess this is it. It's not like a thing where you like send back in for edits and shit on stuff like that. Uh, so it's uh, kind of like uh, it's it's ruined before it's it's even in started because just the, the, the setup of the overall production is is kind of flawed from the start. Right. And you know what? I, I did watch the Flash TV show up to a point. I think I, I, I bowed out after season two. Whenever they brought back uh, Reverse Flash, Tom Cavanaugh, I was just kind of like, all right, so this, this undoes a lot of everything that was interesting about season one. And I see what you're doing here. You just want to keep on people as staple cast members because this is a procedural after all. And that's where I stepped away. But Hans watched like five seasons of that and loved it. No, so it's a plus show. No, I watched Arrow because I was waiting for it to stop well, being Burn Batman noticed, at some point. Well, I Burn saw those is... pictures of Hans in uh, Flash underoos. What, <laughs> what was Leather, the la- like the suit? <laughs> what was the last Kevin Smith movie released that you guys actually enjoyed? Clerks two. Tusk. Clerks two. Uh, yeah. I kind of like that one with the like. What was oh, the Tusk guy? was after Red State, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, that okay. Red State was yeah. 2010 or 2011, and Tusk was 2013 okay, or 2014, yeah. released by yeah. A24. I would say Tusk then too. I was because I, I think Red State's what you were talking about as well, Ryan. Because yeah, yeah, that's my whole thing. Was like I really liked Red State, even though it had a bunch of bunch of jank to it, and it was kind of all over the place uh i i loved it and it has that like grindhouse appeal that i like uh what do you think about so uh, fucking ridiculous but that is like my last for me too the where he just sort of like it took a big nosedive from there i saw that jay and silent bob one and it was like weirdly trying to be endearing in between being uh, just the most like awful all over I the place. I forgot that even happened until you I just mentioned it. it. I was like, yeah. was it Tusk the last one that came out? <laughs> it was one of the no. most like in shambles movie. It felt like they had shot like three or four different movies and like cut them all into one movie. It was really weird. That is another one that film than Yoga Hosers, and he somehow outdid Ooh. himself with. Yeah, I missed that one. <laughs> 
Uh, yoga hosers at least had a real location where and fucking awesome uh, effects designs. Jay and Silent Bob reboot. It felt like he took too much of a cue from all the Marvel movies where it's like, hey, we can do everything in front of a green screen. And so you have like, we're just going to have a rotation of uh, celebrity guest stars come in every five minutes and we'll put them in front of the green screen and that'll be the movie. So you have Fred Armisen and Chris Hemsworth and Ben Affleck and Jason and all these people. And it doesn't culminate to a real movie at all. But Spencer, I wanted to get your opinion on this because he's got his own. He's trying his hand to do a slasher character and I guess franchise, which he does not have much faith in because he made it uh, an NFT that can be auctioned off. And you can buy partial rights to this character to do your own sequel to it. Kilroy, is that it? Kilroy. Oh, Can we pull up? Roy was here. I forgot. Let's all pull up about the trailer. That. Oh, yeah. there's a trailer yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. I, I haven't seen that. Yes. Kilroy was here. Was shot over like four years, and I guess it's a bunch of vignettes that he shot with different crews of people, and uh, he is going to release it as an NFT, or he has already, maybe. Dickhole. Um, this year to go alongside Clerks Three, his other movie coming out this year, uh, which completely changed everything about uh, it, its former self. And um, he wants to do this as like a slasher icon or character where everyone can buy the rights. Hans, is that your background? What the hell are these cats on the side? We're, yeah. all, we're all set with Return to Camp <laughs> Rainbow. <laughs> you, can, you can check out our slasher book. <laughs> Maybe that'll turn into a movie someday. Holy oh, shit, man. He's also working on a Mallrat sequel, right? I gotta see the. Does it show the slasher? Have you already seen this? Yes. Yeah, I've seen the uh, slasher character, and it it says it came out in 2020. What the fuck? No, no, no. That's when the trailer was put out, but it has not been finished or released, as far as I know. Hans, we we don't have any volume here. There's no sound. No, you have this tab muted. Oh yeah. Ah yes. All right, so we're taking a look at Kilroy was here, 2022. We're buying the rights. We're calling. We're doing Let's all go in on the rights and split Kilroy it. Kilroy was queer, and we're making it <laughs> of the times. The eyes that cannot see make deaf the ears that cannot hear. Oh, wow. Close it looks like it costs tell. a couple hundred dollars. Great. I'm glad that he's still not putting any effort into his visuals. When he was your age, he already had a taste for blood. No, his daughter's there. Oh, it's me. Holy shit. What is happening? I didn't even know I was in this. That's what we were shooting during the Mass State Lottery. That's your Twitter back. This is me fat and sweaty and drunk. Oh, I thought you meant the black soldier. I'm a middle-aged man who eats like shit and hubs floor cleaner all day. I'm also in this, this movie is again. and Ernesto. <laughs> Hola, amigos. Me amo Father Pat. Adam, you're mine that old. The online donations have put us over the top. It's going to take a lot more money for that heart transplant. Keep killing Boogeyman, that is just some superstitious bullshit. Look out! The blatant Friday the 13th reference. <laughs> Head with a bunch of candles yeah. around it. Here come smoke. <laughs> yes! You see that? The gator oh, I thought it was Opie. Oh, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. This is a very like late '90s, early 2000s slasher feel. It's like it's trying to be a Rob Zombie movie without the edge. 
without the seven years back and forth. That's so janky. Whoa. Better get the mob. Kilroy's an anti-Semitic caricature. <laughs> That's, That's not the original trailer I saw. The, the trailer that I saw ended with his daughter getting killed by Kilroy, getting in but, like a machete to yeah, the head. Yeah, that was just happened. Yeah, she got it in the nose, but it was yeah. like 30 seconds back or something like oh, that. Oh, I thought that was a Spanish girl for some reason. I don't no, know. No, I'm sorry. Very Harley, ethnic. right? Sure. She's got them all. Uh, I got to see if there's like a design of this thing online. Yeah, it well, should be available. It, I've seen it, it in full. It looks like a ball sack on his head. That's what I was saying. <laughs> it has like a giant <laughs> nose. I like, why is this thing a be... Dilbert character? I think it's supposed to be this guy, right? Let's see. So, Dilbert. Kilroy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. Kilroy has a big old penis nose. Double yeah. L this time. All right, so hey, there's the NFT. Yeah, that's an illustration. Uh, but you can buy individual NFT tokens. Can we take take a look at the NFT page for Kilroy? What's that there? is such a bad fucking design. What is the... Uh... <laughs> This is a this is a Smodcast movie too. So like this was from one of their podcast episodes where they just like brainstorm this live. Like I said, we could do this drunk one night and probably make a movie that wouldn't suck dick like these do. It always feels like he's trying to intentionally make like a shitty movie that nobody wants to see, which is what I hate about these. Is like the old Kevin Smith would have like tried to make a movie people want to watch and not just make something insane for no reason. Mm -hmm. I agree. I, I also think when you reveal that that's the motivation or the reasoning behind the project, like I really hated the end of Tusk where they played the podcast audio that sucks the entire punch out of the, the movie. Mm -hmm. Hey, there we go. We got a, a full screen image of uh, Kilroy. Looks Can like we just... the, what are they from the Popeye cartoon, the goons or something? <laughs> yes. It's very Squidward. That yeah. too, yeah. What's that old one of the just the guy with the big nose that's just wearing like a sweater? Guy like a in comic a sweater. Oh my god, I'm not gonna big be nose. This is horrible. It's like the most crude drawings in the world, too. Uh, are you talking about Woody Allen? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, man. I'm too high. <laughs> Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah, this does look exactly like this Popeye character. Uh, what is this character's name? Goon? Ali's the goon. I think oh they're like a, a race. They're like a bunch of them on an island or something. Oh, yeah. your mic's messed up again, Ryan. Yeah, Ryan, your, your microphone's a little uh, wonky this at the moment. One. Yeah, there you go. Wow, God that's very damn. offensive. Yeah, they're like <laughs> what, the pinheads that they always use in movies and shit. Had him on American Horror Story back in the day. Why don't they just make Vulgar 2? How about that? That's what Smodcast can get up to. If they want, like, a slasher villain, just go go that route with Vulgar. I'm just shocked how bad that is. They show, like, a, like, like a chubby dude who looks sort of like me, and they're like, yeah, Kilroy was a fucking murderer from a young age. And then one day he put on this penis mask that's full of maggots. <laughs> like, <laughs> I want to like track down the podcast episode and listen to that and find out like what the fuck the whole explanation is for that. He's got was, dog tags on and shit. Was Yoga Horsers and Tusk also from his podcast? 
like the, the mm, ideas came no you i think yoga hosers was so that was technically kind of a soft sequel offshoot shared universe thing with tusk because you have that johnny depp character coming back and he also has like a very penis shaped nose um i don't That's know another if that one was, of them though yeah that yeah, was, that was part of the podcast, too. Yep. So it's like uh, I think he's doing like six altogether now. It started as three. I think it was Red Moose State. Jaws was one of them. He's going to do what? Because there's Moose Jaws. It was Jaws. Moose Jaws Moose. is going to be the end yeah. of the trilogy if he ever has a say in the matter. Yeah, uh, I think that'll probably be the sixth one then. Uh, but yeah, it was originally I think it was Red State, Tusk and Yoga Hosers. And then he decided to keep going with it because, like, his, like, diehard fan base still eats up all this stuff no matter, like, how janky and stupid it is. And that's why I'm, like, it just feels, like, kind of, like, spiteful and, like, he, it, I don't know if he's putting effort into it or if it really has just become, like, a, he's figured out a way to monetize, like, hanging out and having fun with his friends. And that's fine, too, but it's, like, uh it's it's kind of a bummer like i used to really like a lot of his shit it's like if you yeah. told me 10 years ago kevin smith was doing a, a slasher movie i'd be like kick ass but uh, wait so that's see, the whole adam that? sandler mo where he just decided to divert into oh, i'm gonna do grown-ups and grown-ups too and all these projects where you're getting paid to hang out with people you like which that's great uh personally but it it's uh yeah it's creatively discouraging to see even someone with, you with Sandler, I, I don't think the quality of Sandler's films really dipped. Like it's still that same Sandler, like Happy Madison quality. Like you either love it or you hate it. But you know, like his fans love it. I feel like Kevin mm-hmm. Smith's stuff have has gone down dr- dramatically in quality. Like nothing well, he's done in the past what ten years or more has been anything worth seeing. Yeah, I think and, that Kevin Smith maybe had uh, more. I artistic integrity, dare I say, in the nineties when he did like Chasing Amy and, and all of those films. And yeah, definitely. uh that has not been seen since about the time of you know, I'll even say Jersey Girl got a bad rap. I thought that was an enjoyable film. I, I would say like everything after Zach no, I don't know when it is actually. There's so many points you can go like this this is really horrible. When he but then he'll do something okay. Down. Yeah. It's well, when it's he, the thing it's when he when he started just casting friends and a lot of big names just like you said because he could get those cameos and stuff is i think where it fell off for me because if you think about even those movies you listed like seth rogan wasn't a huge name at that point in time like he was on his way up but he wasn't a huge name when zach and mary made a porno make a porno came out uh he was i think like in 40 year old virgin and some other stuff where he was like you know a, a secondary character or whatever but uh he tended to cast a bunch of people and had a pretty good foresight on that where he'd find people who were you know good and have been in other things but didn't have the chance to really be like the 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 leading guy in something like who would have put seth rogan as the leading guy in a movie back then he might have even been one of the first people to do that i can't really think of anything before that that made seth rogan like really the the main dude i think Um, it also kind of changed when Kevin Smith started becoming a personality. You know, at one point he was the uh, indie director guy who was also like a comic book nerd. And then at a certain point, he became the guy that every time there's a comic book documentary on like A&E or, you know, TLC or whatever it could be, he'd pop up. And then he became the guy who would pop up on talk shows. And he's just everywhere now. You know, he's doing like 
you know, whatever the, the modern version of American Chopper kind of a shows now, you know, like he became that dude. And so once he became that just look at me kind of guy, you could tell he just stopped caring about the quality of movies and making movies. It just became he, like another avenue for money. Yeah, he spread himself too thin creatively, I think. And you, you're correctly citing where that start or maybe the source of that issue is because he was doing his like one man shows around the time that I think Dogma mm-hmm. and um, the first Jay and Silent Bob movie came out. But he when he went fully into podcasting and doing comic book men and all the things you're talking about, that's when we saw a massive creative decline. Well, and um, he start, yeah. also started working for comic book companies, right? Writing comics and also uh, directing uh, episodes. He's been of, doing that for a while. Kilroy like, was here was also evidently a comic book series in 1994 by Caliber Comics that was about like a, a serial killer that was a spirit of vengeance, uh, which is really funny. Uh, is it based on the same thing, or is he just ripping it off? Uh, it seems like he's enough. sort of unconsciously ripping it off, uh, but it went for 10 issues. Huh. Uh, How's the character or, design? Uh, this cover is pretty dope that I'm looking at Hans. for the, the zero issue. It's it's Kilroy is here, but the logo is was here with the was slashed out and is painted over it. But if you look up Kilroy is here... Uh, 1994. Uh, the zero issue cover is real gnarly. Yeah, that one right there. Uh, it's got sort of a Michael Myers design to it. Did Uh, you guys? uh, I might have to track this down. Did you guys follow the drama between him and Adam Carolla years ago? Uh, yeah, kind of a little bit. I I wasn't even really sure what that was about, but I remember he and Adam Carolla were supposed to work on a TV show or something, and uh, Kevin mm-hmm. Smith didn't want to talk to him on the phone, and yeah. somehow this spiraled into some issue that got the project kaput. Yeah, he basically he and Adam Carolla were working on some kind of like house renovation show or something to that effect, and he would only email, and Adam Carolla is old school, so he would only do phone calls and neither one would return each other's messages. And Kevin Smith took that as uh, an affront and got Adam Carolla fired from the project. And then the project never got uh, produced, but it cost Carolla like, I don't remember what it was now, but like 20,000 bucks or something to shoot the pilot. So Carolla didn't want anything to do with him after that. And Kevin basically was upset that he didn't just call and fight with him. Like he he expected him to like call him up and tell him he was an asshole and then they could argue it out and then they'd be friends again. And so the two of them just kind of like fought on their their podcasts. But uh, I remember that was the kind of thing that turned me on Kevin Smith because I saw like, oh, this is a guy who loves drama. He loves attention. And, you know, if you look back at his his whole history, it's like everybody in his life that, that was in his films, he's been friends with and then they hate him and then they become mm-hmm. friends again. Like, you know, uh, I can't remember the name of the characters, but, you know, like in uh, Clerks, all those dudes that were in, in Clerks, they were friends with him for a long time. And then they all dumped him and came back for other movies and stuff. But it seems like that's kind of his M.O., where he he loves to get into stuff and he likes attention. And with uh, with Adam Carolla, is the first time I really saw somebody that actually had the same platform as him. Because nobody had you know, podcast back in the day. Nobody could go on a show and just talk rant for hours about how shitty Bruce Willis was. But right, yeah. was the he first does guy have... that had his own platform and he could actually talk back and you kinda kind of expose just how 
Kevin Smith's mind works. I was like, oh, okay, maybe he's not like the coolest guy as I thought he was. He does have a history of calling people out that he worked with, like Bruce Willis, as you just mentioned, uh, and also trying to spin things into like, I guess where the point of uh, discussion here began, that whole bomb threat that came from California, which is probably like someone he knows. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and, and uh, Bruce Willis. <laughs> um, there was also the whole too fat to fly thing, which he turned yeah, into like yeah. a branding like a whole special that was based around him being kicked off a plane because he he took up two seats with his weight it's a pettiness thing like he's like he thinks he's being like targeted constantly so he lashes out at anyone that he thinks wrongs him in any way i'm like this one was like the the most egregious to me because when you listen back to the story what it really was is that kevin smith is a bad director and didn't know his lenses and bruce willis was just kind of like hey this is your job. The one thing you have to do is know your lenses. And he just basically told him like, because you think about Bruce Willis has worked with everybody. You know, he's worked with every great director of the eighties, nineties, or, you know, two thousands. And now he's doing this movie with Kevin Smith because he liked him. And he finds out the guy's kind of in depth. In a professional setting. Into a a bad thing. Yeah. In a professional setting though, you should just like shut the fuck and move, shut the fuck up and like move on in that point. If you're like already wrapped on the project too, it's just like, what is the benefit of like uh like fucking dragging someone's name through the mud after the fact even if they were a complete dickhead on set or whatever it's like especially like bruce willis or someone like that uh it's just just like uh and then like kevin smith is just like you said it's become his whole fucking personality of just like calling people out and bitching about things online and i know more about him doing that than uh movies that came out that i probably would have been interested in uh that are now just nfts that's insane what are the rights going for on that that's a great question because i did consider it for a minute dogecoin or something maybe i should buy the rights to kilroy was here uh hans can we look up the actual nft page so i tried looking it up before but you can't access it for whatever reason on a mobile device yeah you can only find it on your your desktop um I can't imagine it's too much. My guess is somewhere between fifteen hundred and five thousand. But oh, you're also that's, you're, that's too much, man. What are you talking yeah. about? <laughs> <laughs> you're splitting the rights between I think like four or five other people, in, including Kevin Smith. Oh, they can all fuck off. Is this it? Uh, yeah, this is I think the official NFT website. Uh, what do, what do we got here? Mint some uh, eat, script. <laughs> it says okay. connect connect your Ke- Kepler wallet. I don't have that, but so yeah, is he selling this? Oh, drawing? it just gives is you that... one of these dick nosed stupid pictures. <laughs> yeah, that's the that's the article of legitimacy that you have. This the is rights. like that gorilla scam. Let's see, seventy five percent stage. All right, stage one: the Kilroy was here premiere NFT bundle is made available to the public and the whitelist council. Of Gied holders, June second, twenty twenty two. So maybe we missed our opportunity here, fellas. This guy yeah. is a millionaire, and look how fucking <laughs> lazy this art is. Yeah, fifty percent stage two. The Kilroy live screening. Collectors in Austin enjoy an in person screening of Kilroy was here with Kevin Smith, as well as an intimate Q and A with him afterwards, and a wild after party with Kevin and the Secret Lab, Secret Labs team. 
Yeah, uh, that's uh, that's the person that I think of whenever you know I think about getting wild. Kevin a wild Smith. party. You want to hang out yeah. with Jean Shorts? Man they were going to give him weed. A twenty million an episode show, and he's doing shit like this. What? Show? What do we oh, got the, for right, strange, right. strange and amazing? Times, I think the show was called. Uh, 75% stage three. The Kilroy was here. NFT drop on Legend Dow. Kilroy was here. NFT drops. Kilroy is he, was here as the first ever NFT full-length feature film minted as a truly decentralized NFT on Secret Network, which I don't think is true. I think that was actually Flinch from uh, – director's name is escaping me at the moment, but Buddy Duress – was in that film with Tom Segura. I was going to say, yeah, NFT. not at all. That was de- There was definitely stuff minted way before that. Good Fuck marketing it. tool. Though. Hey, I'm not done reading the... You can Oops. scroll up, Hans. Hold on. We got we stage four. We got all right, 100% stage four. Council of Guild NFTs drop plus new chapter. The purchase of three Kilroy was here. And it, PFPs. What is a PFP? That's those fucking pictures. Uh, okay, oh. profile pictures, right. Uh, guarantee one council of GID uh, PFP is a free NFT drop. We started the story. Now you, so this is the one where you get the rights, I guess. We started the story. Now you get to continue it. And along with a brand new chapter, Kevin Smith shoots next year. So there will be a sequel no matter what. Uh, the content that the Kilroy NFT owners create will make up the bulk of our sequel anthology. So, uh, you know, you can buy into this, but you have no control over the overall quality because it will be featured with whoever else buys it. What a brilliant picture you get, or what a brilliant pitch. You get three of these shitty dick pics wearing stupid <laughs> outfits, and then uh, you get to pay them to then do the work, I guess it sounds like. <laughs> That's right. Wow. We sh- is this how we should have done our campaign? All right, you guys like, give us money, and then also you make the comic book. <laughs> like, <laughs> do you remember in Mallrats, he had all those custom covers made up from like Joe Casada and Mike Allred and all these great artists. And now yeah, he's remember when he cared? This. Remember when he had quality? Hans, well, uh, click on what is the price of the NFT. Uh, okay. Let's see. 118 SSCRT. Script, son. I'm oh. assuming that's 180 American dollars in, yeah. Yeah, no, that can um, suck my dick. Like $600 to own a, a anonymous portion of this dog shit. So hold it on a second. Sucks. If it's only $600, I got to imagine quite a few people are going to buy the rights then. So then if you go and you shoot something, He's going to pick and choose because the feature is not going to be like, all right, let, let, let's assume that a thousand people buy that, right? And you got to split the rights a thousand ways. And let's say 40 of those people shoot short films featuring Kilroy. Well, now all of a sudden he's going to pick and choose what goes into the film. So you might just get fucked on it. You might have the rights, but you may not have the final say on what is done with the character, Right. If a thousand people bought into that fucking scheme, that's five hundred and forty thousand dollars. That's how he bought the theater. It'd be bonkers. <laughs> I, I don't. Are think... we in the wrong business, <laughs> 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 fellas? Should we be slaying in NFTs? No. I think we got to do this. I think we got to do this and do uh, Devlin 
spinoff sequel for Mass State Lottery where it's Hans's character, but Hans, you're just... I'm going to have you sign a 12-picture deal, and everyone who buys the rights, you can go star in their movie. You got to do the 70s thing, and you got to just find a pen name, a nice uh, hooded sweatshirt, and go just direct some porno for a couple of months (laughs) and just make a ton of money. (laughs) Let me tell you, that does not pay as well as you would think. I have a friend who used to direct porn under the name Orson Swells. And uh, he did not make much of a pretty... And he's a very good director, cinematographer. Uh, Not as lucrative of a business as one might think. Yeah, I have a director buddy who who worked in there in the early two thousands when the money wasn't bad, but you mm. had to, that's a big like nepotism industry. You got to know the right people. And then they sort of hook you up. Like the rates aren't really based on your talent. It's kind of just like who, you know, of course. Uh, and if or they you like will. you, yeah, that too. If you suck a good one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, fellas. I, I, what do you got something to add here, Hans? Well, I, I was looking for Kilroy NFT on Twitter, and uh, seems like at least like ten people bought them. Dude, that shit sucks. I feel bad for all those people. Oh, cool! Jesus. No, look at it. it's rad. <laughs> Fucking Christ, dude! This is the Kevin Smith. V- one. V- <laughs> I knew there would be one. Wow! I knew there would be one. That's... <laughs> Vietnam vet Kilroy. Oh, wow. All right. What even is this? <laughs> oh, my God, dude. There's a glitch in the system. I think mod's oh. fucked up. Dude, they just all have Jason masks on. This one's oh, a movie. Uh, yeah, hat. that one's that's this is a Heisenberg one. That I one's going to get him canceled. I don't, I don't hate yeah. him anymore. I just feel Heisenberg. bad for him now. I'm going to give him some money. <laughs> this one has some monkeypox on his face. <laughs> oh yeah. man jason that's an Yoda. actual photo of jason muse <laughs> jesus man oh wow. my fucking why are they all holding bananas and shit <laughs> <laughs> oh my uh... god dude hold on wait wait there is no hope for humanity what did that one say bullish af that's great. So they're looking at the value in Kilroy because, you know, NFTs and people, why people get into them is because the value will grow with time. And I'm sure each one of these will be worth a million dollars. One. Wow. This one is great. <laughs> yeah, those are one hundred and eighty dollars a piece, I think it said. And you buy three of them and then you're in on that being able to make no. your own chapter shit. W- wasn't it one eighty? C's, whatever you said, SSCRT or something? Yeah, yeah that's right, CRT. Yeah, it's 180 American dollars in okay. that cryptocurrency. So you spend that amount of money to get one of these fucking pictures. If you buy three of those pictures, that's 500, 540 American dollars if you buy three of them and then you can make your own chapter, which is technically paying... Uh, five hundred and forty dollars to do the work for Kevin Smith because, like Lorez said, he's then going to compile all of these shitty fan-made shorts and uh, make another movie out of it somewhere down the line. Right. So he's shooting his portion this year, 
which is probably only going to be like 15 minutes long. It's not going to be a whole lot of work. That oh. is, dude, we could shoot a trailer like that trailer they had for next to no money that would fucking blow that out of the water in like a weekend. I just can't believe the guy who did Clerks and Chasing Amy is presenting this to an auditorium of people to get them to buy that. Yeah, I want to hear his pitch. Penis nose. Wow. Okay. Well, good luck uh, to, <laughs> to Kevin Smith um, in his future. Uh, I, do you have any sort of hope for uh, Clerks Three? No, that, that trailer just made me sad. Yeah. It was just, it was just very sad. Yeah. Just you know, you you got them out of what they they weren't doing anything, but they just look old and tired. You know, because they are old and tired. They're all yeah. like fifty-seven years old. They weren't expecting a third call to come in. Yeah, what is with his like real life friends looking like he keeps them locked in a basement when they're not making movies with him? Because that's basically the case. He doesn't cast them in anything. They just live normal lives in New Jersey, and every fifteen years they get a call from Kevin Smith. I've like... been to New Jersey though. It's sunny as fuck there. Like, what is going on with these people? Like. Everyone literally looks like they're like a, a war prisoner and like it's like the, it's like that shot in the trailer like oh the whole gang's back together and I'm like is everybody dying like it's not it, a good look Hans, I don't know if there's watch no the makeup trailer. department or or what or if that's supposed to be like the thing if that's like part of the whole arc of the movie is like hey we all look like shit we're all washed up like maybe we'll find that out but well, man the- I thought the story was just that um, he wants to make a movie, so now he's going to make a movie about him working at a 7-Eleven or whatever. It's going to be them making Clerks, which, whatever, fine. Um, I mean, Clerks 2 had a fucking musical number in it, and I still enjoyed it. (laughs) Like, it was so weird and all over the place, but it was like, I'm still going to watch it. Right. Yeah, they all just look so fucking crazy old. We did it in the 90s, son. Oh, his teeth are the worst part of this trailer. Jesus <laughs> Christ, his face looks so strained. What is this, a Tinder date? Get off of me. Oh, shit. Mr. Dante! I need an ambulance at the quick stop. Saved my life, man. Wish I had a life worth saving. What are you talking about? Sit around and watch the same movies over and over. I always thought you could have made a cool movie. You're right. I'm living on borrowed time. No more watching movies. I'm gonna make a movie! What's the movie gonna be about? It's about him working here. Oh no, it's that a movie makeup and a movie. that those old men have on. I'm not even supposed to be here today. Maybe Jay and Silent Bob could be characters. Jay and Silent Bob are like C3PO and R2D2. They've been here since the first movie. They have stroke? They all look like they're in like the cancer ward. It's insane. He's got like a squinty right eye. I, we've pointed this out before. When people get old, when at, like especially Japanese people get old, they start to get a very small eye. It's weird when Kevin Smith and Jason Mewes are like the healthiest looking of the bunch. <laughs> One who's almost died died like a couple of times probably at this point. Added a scene where you get shot. I'm not letting you kill me off in the third act. What if there's a sequel? A sequel? What am I a hack? Ah, do you that guys get it? Do you, it's do the you, wink at the camera you... part. Oh. There's always one for the audience. I think it needs more weed. 
Dude, it's a giant, it's a giant joint. That's hilarious. <laughs> Fuck you, Jeff. I it's have like one of really those big. in my living room. <laughs> no, but dude, it's really big. That's I funny. got one waiting to go for when low res comes up. Do, do you also go? Yeah, yeah. needs more weed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're gonna I'm gonna when low res comes up, we're gonna smoke that on stream. I'm gonna get him the highest he's ever been, and then we're gonna try and recite every weed quote from every movie we can remember. No, let's just read this script to clerks or clerks too, <laughs> or Jay any of them, really. We find the leaked script of the third one and re- do a table read of its entirety before the movie comes up. You know what? I uh, I believe I had access, and I missed out, unfortunately, to the original script to Clerks 3, which midway through uh, has a mass shooting at a movie theater that kills, I believe, Randall, and Dante is raising his daughter. That was the original Clerks 3. And it was, a, I guess, I like I the Dark Knight. saying something about that to me. It, it was supposed to take from, I guess, the Aurora Dark Knight movie theater shooting and kill off, yeah, kill off Randall. Well, I'm glad they didn't do that. Well, the guy said, fuck no, I'm not doing that script. This this is a piece of shit. I'm never doing Clerks 3. And then I guess he softened a little bit after Kevin Smith had his heart attack. and was like, all right, I'll do it. But you had to change the whole script. He puts that at the end. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's just a sad ending. (laughs) Inglorious bastards, but but Randall is Hitler. (laughs) Just gets sprayed in a theater. Oh man! All right, that that I think we're gonna cap the stream uh, as we approach the two hour mark here. Uh, Do you guys want to just plug the Indiegogo campaign one last time? Which again, the link to that is in the description on this video so if you want to help these guys out and contribute uh just visit that link and you'll be able to find this page hell yeah the city of rot second chance and damages campaign we got a bunch of cool shit up on there you can get uh undamaged copies damaged copies for super cheap we got that awesome shirt that jeff designed uh some really cool variant covers and stuff like that all sorts of other things if you just want to donate to us that's that's super helpful as well uh, all this goes to getting us back on track. We're basically at like the, uh, the halfway point right now, uh, of, uh, basically back to square one and being able to do a, a new print run with a new newsprint printer and, uh, get things back on track. But, uh, no one seems too pissed about even the damage copies or anything like that, uh, that are getting them. So, uh we might just end up rolling the whatever we make off of this into the the next print run for issue two of camp rainbow or uh the next book because we still have a a decent amount of copies of both that are undamaged and uh we can always do a reprint down the line looking to keep expanding and these copies they got that really fucking cool ad for you dudes which oh that's right yeah let's let's get a look at that hans kill the screen so they can get a look at this hold on a second Hold that. Keep holding that up, Spencer. Hold on. Hold on. There we go. All right. Yeah. In 240p. But you know what? There you go. You can see it. Yeah, I don't know if you can make me full screen or not. But Yeah, you're you're on the screen right now. So you uh, allowed us to run an ad for Forgotten Genres. That's the production company behind Mass Day Lottery and hopefully a bunch of other projects to come that will feature uh, Spencer and company. And uh, very excited to be part of these books. Hell yeah. I want to do some spooky shit with you guys. I can't wait for us to get rolling on all of that once again. Um, all right. That has been movies for this week. Again, link is in the description if you want to check out what the, these guys are up to and help them out. 
Uh, thank you, fellas, for coming on. Thank you to uh, Ryan for popping in here, although he is no longer with us. Rest in peace. He has been hanging out in the, the live chat for the the episode since uh, his computer crapped out. Um, Hans, do you have any parting words 